0: in jc the liberty flames trust okay that goes two ways of course here in the fast lane and no not any disgusting version of two ways just the fact that jesus christ of course and then jamie Chadwell, the liberty flames trust how much do you trust him to be able to put together a game plan that gives the flames a chance to knock off the oregon ducks i trust him very much in that regard now whether that game plan will be effective or not is a completely different story. We'll make our projections before John Manson from a sea of Red.com joins us. John slated to join us around 540 today here in the fast lane. He's already on site, as is our next guest, 510 today. WSET's Dave Walsh. I'll be joining them, good Lord willing, within the next 24 hours uh, with my wife in tow, actually. It'll be wonderful for both of us to get out of town and uh, see Arizona. But alas, that is later. For Jamie Chabwell and Liberty, I, I trust him to put together a game plan right now. The question I actually have is, is it going to be enough against an Oregon team that will be without their starting center, one of their other offensive linemen, center is the guy who directs everything on the offensive line, plus their top wide receiver in Tony Franklin. Now, it looks like Bo Nix is going to play. I, I continue to use that phraseology because I'll go back to what former all pack 10 at the time. Quarterback Ryan Leaf said when he joined us a few weeks ago, fast lane, dead lane, if you want to listen back to that chat, but Ryan Leaf was skeptical that Bo Nix would actually play when game time rolled around. But here's the thing. Jamie Chabwell understands that this is an Oregon team that is vastly different from what the Liberty fames have faced much of the season
1: well they're big and fast and uh you know and and you know i've told our team and it's no secret they're they're six points away from playing for a national championship you know and so they're i mean they're they're a tremendous team there's there's no phase that they're uh not they don't excel in i think our biggest challenge is they they're they're uh i mentioned they're fast but they're also long lengthwise and, and we don't see that consistently
0: Jamie Chabwell basically saying what we all know about this matchup if Oregon is at full strength and fully invested and this is a regular season game let's be honest the spread is not 16 and a half to 17 which is where it's basically hovered for the majority of this game it's much larger than that and there's an x's and o's component to this that I think Jamie Chabwell can scheme up points for Liberty and keep them in this game for a period of time my biggest question is just that reality that, let's be honest, Liberty has built themselves a roster under Hugh Freeze for him to look like he can recruit an SEC-caliber roster, and Liberty benefited, let's be honest, from the wins that Hugh Freeze brought before he mentally checked out, you could argue, the latter part of a couple of seasons, but certainly the three-game losing streak at the end of last year. By and large, Hugh Freeze did that with Liberty's roster. Jamie Chabwell's had to retool this on the fly. Let's let's keep this in the back of your mind. This is not the Liberty roster that I would think Jamie Chabwell will assemble over the course of time at Liberty. It's not as big up front as it's been for Liberty in prior years. It's a roster that actually the offensive pieces mesh very well with what Jamie Chabot is able to do. But overall, at some point, football is a game of size plus strength plus length plus athleticism. And Liberty has some pieces there, but Oregon has more pieces than Liberty. It's what makes it a fascinating challenge. The Oregon buy-in level, if it's there, they should win this game fairly handily. But it is a question mark, and there's no doubt this is something. For which liberty is bought in but that's the challenge for liberty and one that john jamie Chawell has mentioned regularly and has clearly embraced you know a lot of our team has played uh, a lot of
1: power fives sec acc before we just didn't do that this year and so uh, I, I think that'll be our biggest challenge is getting used to their size and you know size and speed all across the board uh, and uh, you know Bo Nix is phenomenal on a quarterback, obviously, you know, top three in the Heisman. And then you look at defensively, they've got NFL players all around. So um, big challenge for the Flames.
0: It is a challenge for the Flames, as Jamie Chabwell mentioned when he met with the media yesterday down in Arizona. And this is a different caliber roster. Now, will Liberty ever get to the level that Oregon is getting to under Dan Lanning? I, I highly doubt that unless conference realignment does Liberty a lot of favors. Can they get to a roster that's at least competitive more regularly with teams like this? Yeah, absolutely. And do they have a great coaching staff in place? 100%. I I no doubt believe Jamie Chowell can scheme things up offensively for Liberty to keep them in this game. My skepticism is on the defensive side of the ball where Liberty has struggled at times against much, much inferior players. And Ty, we'll get to our picks and our votes of confidence, but I, I don't know if you doubt Jamie Chowell or not. I think he can scheme it up a lot. I just question whether that's enough. I
1: don't doubt it. It's just the like you said, the defensive scheme. Like we went to every home game but Liberty. We we seen their defense has not been playing. They, well, they they play good sometimes. They don't, and they not like sometimes they be like good first half, then second half. Like who are they? Then first half they not there. Then second half like where they where have they been at the whole time? So that's why it's kind of like for the defensive stuff.
0: You haven't seen four quarters of Liberty's defense at all this year.
1: Actually. The best one was against ODU. That was their best game, especially the defensive side of the ball. But all right. like overall, but their defense still been like kind of sketchy. I,
0: I take that back, and you you bring up a great point with ODU and also with UMass as well. Um, but ODU is a bowl-caliber team, as we've already seen them uh, get an invite to a bowl game this year, whereas UMass is not bowl-eligible. So so that's a very good point. But temper your disappointment for Liberty if they don't win this game. I mean, first of all, they're a 16-and-a-half to a 17-point underdog. Second of all, everyone knows this game means quite a bit for the Liberty Flames, and that's the reality of this matchup for Liberty is, you know, regardless of what you think is going to happen in the short term in this one, if I'm a Liberty fan, I absolutely go in with a level of optimism that they can make this game fun and interesting. Now, I think it's wise to have a level of, if not doubt, just certainly skepticism that they're fighting an uphill battle. And if Liberty's competitive in this game for a while, or even if they're not competitive but they at least put up a good fight and make things interesting, uh, I think it could do wonders to acquit them against an Oregon team that clearly on paper looks bigger. And I get the whole, well, what would have happened if SMU or Tulane had been in this? Well, Tulane's coaching staff was going to go anyway, so clearly they weren't going to be invested in this game. And if it was SMU, uh, there's some pieces. I'm going to throw out the the Fenway Bowl loss yesterday to Boston College because when you're not in one of these bigger bowl games, motivation is absolutely a factor. And you know, you got coaching staff changes and player depart and those are realities it's really hard to gauge that part SMU has built a bigger roster than Liberty has but they also showed vulnerabilities I mean SMU got housed by Oklahoma in the early part of the year before the Sooners really hit their stride and SMU uh, had another loss woven in there too so this was not a banner year by that program's standards either and for Liberty You make it interesting. You make it competitive. That's where you can take some satisfaction regardless of what the final score indicates when 4 p.m. Eastern-ish arrives on New Year's Day. Now joining us in the fast lane, somebody who is down on site in Arizona, WSET's Dave Walls with us in the fast lane. Dave, a pleasure to speak with you. Once again, we appreciate you doing what you do regularly on a Friday, which is weaving us into your obligations for ABC 13. Um first and foremost, what has the mood been like in Arizona amongst the Liberty coaching staff, the Liberty players, and however many Flames fans are already down there showing their support?
2: Yeah, uh, great to talk to you, You know, first of all, the mood amongst the team is uh, optimistic, and the practices have been some of the faster, uh, crisper ones that I've seen in quite some time. You know, the Flames really used this last month. To really heal themselves and kind of refocus and, and get ready uh, to get back out there in a game situation. You know, a one month layoff is, I think, pretty hard for some teams to maybe manage when you get to this time of the year. But the Flames were a little bit banged up as we got through that Conference USA uh, championship game and they needed the time off. Uh, but the mood is very optimistic. They feel like they've used that time well to not only get themselves physically in shape, but mentally as well uh, to deal with. Uh, clearly, you know, they're outmatched in some departments, but the up with game plans to help minimize the damage and give themselves a win and i think uh you know a lot of fans are pouring in right now we're going to see more of them tomorrow at at the uh, pep rally and fan events but uh certainly there is a buzz even amongst the fiesta bowl people who were just curious to see how good this flames team really is and uh, the players are excited to show
0: yeah i mean that's that's the reality for liberty is they're glad to be here there's no handicapping their desire to be in the Fiesta Bowl with this matchup. Uh, what's the energy been like around this team, particularly given, and Jamie Chavel noted this when he met with the media yesterday, but the two factors, the time change and then the quirky schedule that Liberty had in terms of their Wednesday travel and their delayed arrival.
2: Um, you know, the, the team is handling everything well. I mean, once you get, uh, yesterday they may have been A little groggier in the morning media session, and I think that's to be expected. You know, I had traveled to Lath just as the team did, uh, with all the fog and everything else. Took me an extra six, seven hours just to get to Phoenix, and I know they got, they hit the tarmac, uh, close to midnight East Coast time, and it was a quick turnaround to, Hop back up, talk for an hour or two at a press conference, and then go have a practice. But the, they, they, everybody looks and is acting as if it's just another day at the office. And the other thing is, I. I they've for a team that has blocked out the noise very well they're still continuing to do that but there's a little bit of a chip nobody would actually admit it but you know they've heard enough of the detractors where yes you know they're not really listening to them but i think they're getting tired of the question of uh, you know do you feel like you really belong you know they're a team that has won 13 games has made it to this game of their own valor uh, you know and they're determined to go out there and at least prove that they can compete and make this a game you know and uh, if they give themselves a chance to to make some noise in the fourth quarter and steal it, you know, then even better. But they're determined to prove that they are a, a a team that deserves this recognition and attention. They're not just happy to show up. They want to go out and compete and uh, give themselves the chance.
0: Dave Walls, WSET, is the Twitter handle, Dave Walls TV on Instagram to keep up with ABC 13 WSET reporter Dave Walls, who's with us here in the fast lane, Dave, um the emotion, the excitement for the Liberty Flames. Um you've mentioned how the team is kind of at a pep in their step despite the traveling logistics, if you will. Um for the the Flames themselves, what's the environment been like? You mentioned more Flames fans arriving. Have you been overwhelmed, underwhelmed, pleasantly surprised? What has your reaction been to the volume of supporters that are already there in Arizona for Liberty?
2: Well, one thing I will say is admittedly right now, you know, for a typical bowl game, like say we go to Boca Raton last year, the lead up for fans is really just kind of the day before then up to the bowl game itself. You make a nice little weekend out of it. This is almost a full week in Arizona. So it's a lot to ask people to give up a full week, especially around the holidays, in order to be able to come to a bowl game. But that said, what I can tell you is the fans who are already here, I've been pretty pumped. I've been following them around, uh, you know, to practices, hanging around the, the media hotel. There is already a small uh, contingent of uh, fans who have been wearing red nonstop since they hopped off the plane. I expect that number to grow. And I'll tell you, even amongst, you know, the bowl staff, you know, these people who have been there and done that and seen some of the, the bigger D1 programs over the last couple of years, uh, they can sense a different kind of energy. You know, they, uh, You know, a lot of these teams come in, and this is no disrespect to Oregon, but clearly they had their goals set on the college football playoff, making it into that final four. They didn't reach that. Liberty has come out with a different energy of hey, this you know, this game is is a historic moment for our program. We want to be here. We want to compete, and everybody's kind of sensing that—that that the Flames' hunger is just there, you know. And whether or not Oregon is is, you know, left to the eye of the beholder. But they can sense that Liberty is not just here, you know, to walk on, wave, and say, "Wow, what a nice big stage you have." They want to go out there and prove that uh, the boys from Virginia can play a little football.
0: Indeed, there's the extreme vibe and energy for the Liberty Flames in this one. Um, and where is there legitimate questions about that with? Oregon, what sense have you gotten for Oregon in terms of the motivation, the fan fervor, and reaction to be in this matchup? You mentioned this is an Oregon team that you know wanted to be in the college football playoff. That was clearly a goal of theirs, and they fall short. and I get it from their perspective. I don't think this is meant as an insult, but you have a chance to compete for a national title, and now you're playing Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl.
2: Yeah, I don't. I think that's the right idea. You know, they've. Uh... Oregon has more to lose by this game. If they have a poor performance and Liberty, well, I, 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 let me, let me take that back. Oregon, you know, if they win, you know, okay. They were supposed to win, but if they lose it's a monumental loss for them to lose the Liberty in the eyes of their fan base. I think that's a better way of phrasing it. So uh, to them, it's more of like a business trip kind of feel like, okay, we know what we have to do. Now let's go out and do it. And yeah, they're they're still excited to be in a New Year's Day bowl game, but again, the early indications that I've gotten in my my examinations of their press conferences and a little bit of their practice that I've seen is, yeah, I mean, they've got all the talent and the weapons in the world, but again, it's How much do you want it? You know, and maybe that turns up when you hit the field. You know, some players are like that. But, you know, right now the hunger and the desire is more on the L.U. side.
0: Yeah, I think that's a reasonable explanation just because of the vibe that you've sensed from Liberty down in Arizona and even that you probably sensed and we have from the fans back in the LBG before they might get to Arizona or those that are sticking around as Dave Walls is discussing that with us now here in the fast lane from ABC 13 WSET. Dave, uh, there's also the reality of the matchup. Jamie Chabwell was admitted when he mentioned Oregon that they're bigger, faster, stronger, longer, and more athletic than this Liberty Flames roster right now. And he didn't say that as a put down to his player, but it's merely, uh, or his players, but it's merely just to acknowledge what Oregon has as a team to which Liberty must contend. How much though can jamie chadwell and liberty scheme around that given that nobody has shown they can slow down this offense not just this year but even in prior years with jamie chadwell at coastal
2: you know, it's obviously an uphill battle, right? You know, I even spoke to a uh, defensive coordinator today and he said, look, you're not going to find one category on the board where we are better than they are. You know, that that doesn't mean the gap is tremendous at every position, but it certainly means that Oregon is just a powerhouse team and, you know, they do a lot of things exceptionally well. So. When you can't, I, I think the best way to describe the conversations I have had with them today. When you can't beat a team, what do you do? You try to make them beat themselves, force them into turnovers, frustrate them, you know, get get them to make uncharacteristic mistakes, and also don't let them beat you with the easy play. You know, Oregon. I think if you look back at a lot of their games this year, especially early in the year, they're a yards after catch machine. You know, taking know, five yard slants, five yard, five yard, seven yard out passes, and turning them into eighty yard touchdowns. You know, you've got to play tight on them. You cannot give them the space because they've got that upper echelon speed to burn you if you allow them to get that space. So keeping it tight, frustrating them, and hopefully, you know, make them make a few mistakes and a couple turnovers. And, you know, then who knows what the complexion of this game is. But certainly, you've got to force Oregon into uncomfortable situations. If Oregon's able to convert a lot of third downs or get third shorts and shorts and really work that field, it's going to be a long day for Liberty. But certainly, they've got their eyes on making it a, a a frustrating game for Dan Lanning and company.
0: Dave, we will wrap things up with this question. And we're grateful for your time with us today. Here in the fast lane from ABC 13 WSET and Dave Walls WSET on Twitter. How do you see this game unfolding?
2: <laughs> well, that's the sixty four thousand dollar question, isn't it? You know, again, the reality of the situation is again, you know, Oregon outmatches Liberty in nearly every category, but the defense has proved that they can hang. They can, and the one thing I'll say is, uh, looking at the practice, the defense has returned a bunch of players who were. Excuse me, Adam. Something caught my throat there. Uh, the defense has returned a ton of players who were injured throughout that November and early December. Jerome, Jerome Jolly, you remember, had three interceptions in the Bowling Green game. Back in practice, looking strong. Uh, you know, Caden Salter's healthy. The line is healthy. Um, you know, and really, the team is in the best shape they've been in since early in the season, which could make for a better defensive performance. I think how close this score is just really, uh, you know, it really just comes down to how much they're able to get turnovers, how much they're able to force Oregon into long drives, punting situations. If they're able to start doing that and then keep it a close game, then who who knows? I, I kind of have it maybe around the, the number that's been in my head since the beginning is somewhere like a 49-21 Oregon, but I think LU keeps it close for a while and makes it respectable and you know and but then again you know give yourself a shot in the second half if you're able to frustrate them again in the second half Caden Salter has proved he can work magic in tight situations and you know he's also the healthiest and the, uh, I dare I say the most confident I've seen him all year long so far in my conversations to look at him practice so it's the great unknown and I think that's what makes it exciting
0: that is certainly a great nugget to leave us marinating upon Dave and that is Caden Salter's confidence for the Liberty Flames we appreciate your confident insight today in the fast lane we'll keep it locked to ABC 13 WSET and of course Dave Walls TV Instagram and Dave Walls WSET on Twitter for all of your updates from Arizona and good lord willing I'll see you in the next 24-ish hours if my wife and I can fly in safely.
2: Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. I will keep the margaritas on ice for you, my friend. If I don't, happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon,
0: Dave Walsh. With us here in the fast lane. Oh, do not tempt my wife with that, especially with uh, margaritas down in an area where that's an expertise. By the way, uh, no, we're done with day for the day, Ty. And now I'm going to ask you a question. Are you a margaritas guy at all? I don't drink. I don't either. <laughs> so, but like, I, I, I used to. So, full disclosure. And we'll get to, I know, we need to get to the fast five at five-ish votes of confidence in John Manson around 540 today, so we are still loaded up. But back in the day, when I drank, it was largely, well, I would drink lots of things in my younger days, perhaps. And then I fine tune my taste and you say God works in mysterious ways. It's like, it slowly got smaller and smaller and smaller of what I would consume until it just got to nothing. Like it's not like I came to this realization overnight um, and their family dynamics that were at work as well. Uh, and I've mentioned those before here in the fast lane. I've got a, a sibling that's, you know, had substance abuse challenges uh, in life and that's, you know, an unfortunate situation. Uh, but you know, I, more, mine was more just, I lost the desire to it. And look, I have my certain, uh, <clears throat> Vices, hence our votes of confidence coming up in about five minutes. But and by the way, you can bet down in Arizona. And yes, I have my eye on a number of different options. And yes, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we get there in time. My wife may see the jitters on my hands when we get ready to land, and I hope it doesn't uh, embarrass her. But anyway, I have. She might need the margaritas by the way from Dave Walls. So, uh, but when I gave things up, the last thing that I gave up was tequila on the rocks. I, I was not a shots guy, but I like the taste of tequila it was the one thing where i look back and i'm like you know that's the one thing now i don't miss it's not the day after even for me because i got to the point where i could realize how to not get a hangover it was more i didn't like the three days later where my body's still trying to like get back into shape because i i outside of alcohol i would still eat fairly healthily but my body just got to the point where it's like okay you got to get rid of this if you're going to try to be your best self and everybody's got their own journey and again i don't condemn it Plenty of people like to drink, and we encourage you to do so responsibly if that's your choice. Uh, If you have troubles with it, obviously seek help. We certainly encourage that as well. And, uh, you know, everybody has their challenges, and it's worth seeking professional help if you need help with that but you know that was the last thing to go and it was clear silver as they would call it tequila on the rocks uh, and i was very particular about that uh, in terms of the specifics of what i would consume but anyway total side note so no margaritas for me even back in the day much less right now however for you for us for everyone fast five at five-ish updates on some bowl games going on some opt-outs that have happened although most of them you might be aware of and of course our votes of confidence all of that's still coming up next here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.